A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 1.15 ET is when Jay Uso arrived at Raw this week. The whole time he's walking around just shouting yeet. I think he's a well man. Also, hello, my friends, and welcome to a brand new wrestling week. And we do kick things off with Monday Night Raw, which I'm just going to tell you. WWE has found the secret sauce. If they're not going to reduce their three-hour runtime, well, just don't make three hours feel like three hours. It's like a magic trick. Let's up those downs. Let me just tell you this as well. What a fantastic start to the show. So I'm all for mixing it up. So when you do turn on to your wrestling show and you get a good wrestling match, you're like, oh, yeah. Two plus two equals four. Who saw this coming as well? Because it was Drew McIntyre versus Cody Rhodes. And I sat there with my pipe. And I said to myself, well, obviously Cody's not going to lose. But Drew shouldn't lose either. He's been on fire. I mean, only Roman Reigns has a pinfall victory over Mr. Rhodes since he has returned to WWE. But that ain't true anymore. We also had this awesome hype video for this match. So when I did put my ass in my seat to watch it, I was just wiggling and jiggling. I was ready to go. Cody was busting out figure four and dragon screws to start this off as well, because I guess McIntyre is quite tall, so we got to ground him. But Drew, it's also crazy, so he kind of took Cody's head and he put it against the ring post and he was trying to squish it. I'm like, I'm sorry. One, that should be a DQ in the real world. And two, he should go to jail. Rose knew this was bad as well. So we got the disaster kick and a Cody cut for a one, two, ooh. When they spilled to the outside and all our wrestling friends were getting it. McIntyre kind of used this to his advantage though because he hit a spine buster and a bomber power for a one, two, ooh. When Cody was like, all right, fine. I'll smash you with a pedigree. Again, I was just watching it going, oh, I don't know who's going to win. Because my voice goes weird. They just kept one-upping each other after this as well, including Cody going for a super Cody cutter. And just when it seemed like we were going to get some eggs as he was cooking, here was flubbing Jimmy Uso. Now, thankfully, Rhodes mugged him off and went right back to kicking ass. But when he had Drew McIntyre in the crossroads position, a man in a hoodie turned up. I was like, well, who could that possibly be? It was Sosakoa. He gave him the spike. I started to have flashbacks of WrestleMania 39. That was the point. The referee totally missed this too because he was yelling at Jimbo, would you go away? This is where McIntyre hit Cody with the Claymore and got the one, two, three. This was my face. I couldn't believe it. It's absolutely perfect too because one, it reminds you that Roman may do this to Cody at WrestleMania 40. But two, it also puts it in your tootsie toes that as much as we do love Rhodes, look at this. He's not invincible. I've also made sure that right now Drew McIntyre is just the absolute man. And even though after this he did seem a bit torn as if he was Natalie Imbruglia, because he's like, well, it wasn't the best thing in the world. I don't think he actually gave a damn. He just wants to win. So I thought this ruled and whoever did put it together deserves some kind of award. And again, it doesn't matter that Cody lost because it made sense. As a secret source of wrestling, 
It's not even secret, put ketchup on your fries. I do want to give one last shout out to Solo though, who continues to turn up in these hoodies. I do it like Sokoa, we all <laughs> know it's you. There's no need. This is absolutely getting an up. You should watch it. Carrying on with these pump videos as well, which out of context kind of sounds sexy, which I shouldn't have said because we are getting Gunther versus Jey Uso later for the Intercontinental title. And then Andrade was doing another one of these too. And he continues to talk in riddles. Good for him though, because he does control his own destiny. And I think he called himself Andrade El Idolo here, which used to be his nickname. And then in AEW, it was his real name. So I guess that's going to be his first story. What do we call Mr. Tranquilo? And appears then found Cody in the trainer's room. And he's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But trust me, I'm going to find the bloodline. If I was Cody, I'd be like, bro, that means absolutely nothing. They've been doing this for 10 years. You way too late. He also promised that Jimmy and Sola would be banned from the building. At that time, we all should have gone. They definitely coming back. I'm an absolute goober. Didn't see it coming. Seth Rollins also walked in here and looked at Cody like, <laughs> I told you so, but you know the deal here. Cody Rhodes is going to build the Bloodline Avengers Assemble team. Although, do not call it that. That sounded rubbish. Been a bunch more videos after this as well because we bigged up the Women's Elimination Chamber match and reminded you how awesome the Judgment Day are when it was time to get back to that Women's Elimination Chamber match. Now, I am convinced that at one point Jade Cargill was going to be in this thing and she was going to be the winner of the Last Chance Battle Royal. But instead, we did a little bit of a pivot. And do you know who returned here to win the thing? It was none other than Raquel Rodriguez. Now, if you have been following her online, you know she has had a hell of a time recently. So I thought it was lovely to see her back. Those words are thing as well, because of course she loves flexing her lats as much as possible. And again, this was called a Last Chance Battle Royal. Now, of context, that sounds absolutely terrifying. Someone's gonna die. I also have the list down here, which is a bit weird, but I can't remember all these names. I'm an old man. But it was Shayna Baszler, Zoe Stark, Zelina Vega, Chelsea Green, Natalia, Raquel, Indy Hartwell, Maxine Dupree, Valhalla, Isla Dawn, Zia Lee, Tegan Knox, B Fab, Electra Lopez, what are we doing here? Meet Chin, Candice LeRae, Katana Chance, Alba Fire, Ivy Nile. I think that's it. There's a lot of people here. The main takeaways is that Maxine was thrown by Valhalla. Raquel was just eliminating everybody. And Electra Lopez got rid of Zelina Vega. Because they're about to have a few. And then that we got down to our last four of Baszler, Stark, Meechin and Raquel Rodriguez. Actually, we were going to have a little bit of fun here. Because after Raquel had gone bam, lat spread and thrown everybody out, we were all like, oh my gosh, she's done it. But she hadn't. This is where Chelsea Green appeared from nowhere. She didn't do much of anything. She just ran at Raquel with no plan. She got chucked to the floor. So it does mean that Rodriguez is now going to Australia. And look, this is probably the right thing to do. I don't think Raquel Rodriguez is going to win the chamber, but she can still have a good showing. I'm fine with that. Give it an up. I'm going to throw a random down in here, though. There's every chance I'm going to mug myself off. WWE could retcon this in about a second. But after Bronson Reed failed to make it to the chamber last week, and now Indy Hartwell has failed to make it to the chamber this week, it just feels a little bit strange that some of the Australians are not going to be on the Australian show. So I just continue to carry on the way of being a reactionary wrestling fan and go and give it a down, even though they'll probably pop up anyway. Either way, doesn't matter. I just felt a bit sorry for them. Jey Uso then promised us that he was going to win the IC title later, and I'll let you know he was lying. When we did get to Australia, we're going to push hard at the weekend. It was Rhea Ripley. Now, I genuinely can't wait for that match with Nia Jax because Ripley is going to be so over. It's going to be one of those moments. And here we were doing that thing when Rhea Ripley was in one room and Nia Jax was in another room, but they were talking to each other and there's a divide down the middle. So you know they're in different rooms. Michael Cole was also meant to be asking the questions too. But I think he only asked one. 
when these two just start to yell at each other. It's why they can't be in the same room. Mia just went off here though by saying she's not nervous or worried because she has worked for this moment and of course this is happening in her home country so she's gonna whip Nia Jax's ass. She also told the story about when she first joined professional wrestling she felt like she had to be somebody that other people wanted her to be but now she is comfortable in her own skin. As far as I can work out this is a true story so Rhea Ripley is a flipping inspiration. We should all do the same. She's also the most dominant woman in WWE, which Nia Jax laughed at, because she said something along the lines of, I'm twice as big as you, and I have three times the talent. I've been doing the maths ever since, and I can't figure it out. I think she also told Ripley that by the end of this, she's going to cry to her mummy, because obviously she is the mammy. But also, again, she was born in Australia, so I assume her parents do live there. If you're going to do it, this is the time. They then continue to shout at each other when Rhea threw her mic on the floor and just walked away. I just think WWE's done a good job in bigging this up. Like, not in a million years do I think Ripley should lose, but I do know when I sit down and watch it, I'll be ready to go. This one is all about the spectacle, and sometimes you don't need to overthink it, which we did not. And the 180 we got after this too. Because we cut to Jackie Redman, who was doing some kind of expose with R-Truth, with the big question being... Was he ever actually in the Judgment Day? Now you've just got to go and watch this because it is goofy wrestling for life, my favourite thing in the world. I mean, at one point, Truth was comparing this to John Cena wearing jean shorts and how that moment will forever live in our hearts. I mean, he's right. So I just think we should all appreciate the fact that we are living in the same timeline as our Truth. I mean, he brings me so much joy. And isn't that why we watch professional wrestling? Yes, it is. I'm going to go watch it again now. Up. The new WWE then took over massively, which kind of tied into earlier. Because after that Cody versus Drew match, Pat McAfee was doing that thing that sportscasters do. Because he was drawing on the screen saying, oh, well, look at Solo's face. And can you believe how big his finger is? He didn't say that. I'm very much a fan of this, though. And here, Michael Chandler from the UFC popped up. And he got a microphone. He was like, oh, hi, Conor McGregor. I think we should fight. I was like, <laughs> This is happening on Raw. Some people seem to be mad about this as well, but I totally think you're crazy. If you want wrestling to feel more legit, this is the way to do it. And you know we're going to get the opposite at some point too. And also, I like WWE and I like UFC. So now I'm like, holy flub, Chandler just called out Connor. It was really smart to do it with Michael as well because he could basically be a pro wrestler. He likes cutting the old promo. More of this. It sort of worked for what was next too because we cut straight to Chad Gable who was in the locker room. And he looked right down the camera. He said, Ivar, you have disrespected the Alpha Academy. So you leave your group in the back and I'll leave my group in the back and we'll fight. We then cut to Ivar, who's all like, oh, I'm a Viking. I suppose he is. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. 
For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful too for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. We had to have some more madness before all this, though, and I'll just sum it up in a sentence for you. This Monday Night Raw rule. Because it was a judgment day taking on the awesome truth and DIY. And honestly, this could have been a pay-per-view premium live event match. They just went crazy. Good guys all did crotch chops at one point as well. Because our truth does think he's teaming with DX. Which means I get to tell you my crotch chop story. When I was a kid at the height of the Attitude Era. And I did one of these. And my mother turned and said, you don't crotch your chop at me. I never did it again. Damien Priest made sure to get involved here because he was worried about where we were going when JD McDonald got thrown into Rita the Ring Post. And around at the same time, we got a hot tag to Tommaso Ciampa, who of course ran wild. Priest also got taken out with a dive, which continues on our run of every single show we have reviewed in 2024, having a dive, and all of a sudden the one-two ooze started. And that damn JD McDonough was breaking them all up. We then got the shotguns that ended with Tommaso Ciampa and Finn Balor taking the other person out. What I really loved about all of it is that it was essentially built around R-Truth because he kept coming in there and doing things. And what did this sold-out crowd do? They cheered for the man. He's the best. Eventually, we got down to Damien Priest and R-Truth too, which, of course, has so much story to it. That's the DIY. And Miz did some dives. And when Priest went to give Truth his choke slam. R turned it into the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, the surprise roll-up, and he got another one to ooh, a bit. It just pissed off Priest, though, because he was like, fine, you know what? I'm going to do it again. He hit the slam of the chokes, and he got the one, two, three. But you could see it in his face. He was just a little bit worried. Now, this should have happened, of course, because they are the tag team champions. And now we can march on to WrestleMania, where the awesome truth do become the champions. And again... Some people have a problem with this, and that's cool. You're allowed your opinion. But go and listen to the reactions. It's the right thing to do. Up. We then had a quick reminder that on SmackDown, The Rock had gone back to 1999, which was fine by me, when we also saw that Becky Lynch was heading to the ring. There was a great bit there, too, because I swear at one point she saw a Raw banner, and she was on it. So she blew herself a kiss. And we were having a very serious interview with Sami Zayn. Because he has realised he's totally obsessed with Drew McIntyre, but this is not ideal, because it's not the plan. He's trying to become a champion at WrestleMania, damn it. So for now, the Scottish warrior, he can go over there. It is super interesting, though, because this is like the third or fourth week WWE has allowed Sam to talk about a title belt. So I suppose he could work his way into the World Heavyweight Championship match at WrestleMania, even though he's not in the Elimination Chamber. Or he could go after Gunther and become the IC champion. 
Or I don't know, maybe he challenges the Kabuki Warriors and becomes a women's tag team champion. We're gonna have to wait and see. I really do like this one though, because there are loads of stories in WWE that you can kind of figure out at the moment, which is a good thing. Some of them should be obvious. But this one is all cloak and dagger and mystery. It's keeping me guessing. That's a good balance to have. This is when Becky had finally found her way to the ring and she talked about doing one of her first things she's done in a while, which is finally winning the Elimination Chamber. That will also set up the inevitable clash with Rhea Ripley. <laughs> WWE hasn't been shy about this one. I mean, they may as well popped up a board that says, yeah, we are doing it at WrestleMania 40. But the board is correct, they should. She also made sure she took a shot at the Judgment Day because that's the only reason Rhea Ripley has got to where she has got to. And right now, Rhea should be scared because Becky is better than ever. I was like, <laughs> what a baby face. She also had another great line because she was all like, look, I don't actually have anything against any of the other women in the chamber, apart from maybe Tiffany Stratton. But as she had started dropping names, of course, that ties into wrestling rule 14.9. So who walked out? Liv Morgan. Now she was totally done with Becky talking about Rhea Ripley because you don't know what's going to happen. Also, it was Rhea that took me out. I lost months of my career, so now I need revenge. It's like, huh, she's back now. Raquel was then back again and she was doing the whole flexing thing because she has to do that. And thankfully she said this. She was like, listen, all this is great and all, but you do know after the Elimination Chamber, Nia Jax could be the champion. Again, she won't be, but somebody had to say it. Naomi then made sure this did feel like a segment from 2019 WWE because she walked out. But she too had a point. I'm not back here to be part of the numbers. I want to get to the tippity top. When out came the wonderfully insufferable Tiffany Stratton. She really good. She doesn't care about the past at all and she's so sick and tired of these people thinking they're in their own universe. When, of course, somebody must have ran backstage at Bianca Belair and gone, <laughs> Belair, everybody else in the chamber match has gone out there. Bianca was like, well, damn it, now I'm going to have to as well. Her big point is that she is the only one of these people to win a chamber match, and therefore she will do it again and go to WrestleMania when they all started to fight. Once again, the highlight here is because everybody else was brawling. Bianca looked at Becky, and Becky looked at Bianca. They just went shrug emoji, and they threw some bones too. Now, I will admit this was slightly hit and miss just because it did feel a little bit stereotypical, but actually, it also felt a lot less scripted. That's why I was mostly all right with it. I really did like what we did at the end, though, because Nia Jax appeared and she laid everybody out. So now, once again, we've told that tale. Don't count Nia out. She could break you. So I am going to give this an up, and I suppose it will be a variation of these groups that do something at WrestleMania. Once again, we must wait and see. Gunther then told Jey Uso his nickname is Absolute Baloney, because he's going to show he doesn't deserve to be in the main event. It's like, <laughs> it's quite funny when Shinsuke Nakamura was also doing one of his edits, and now he really hates Sami Zayn. This is, of course, because he beat him recently, and Shinsuke must be over the moon with that, so I can only presume we will do the rematch. Zayn will get that win, and then, yeah, what's he going to do after that? I do not know. The interesting part is that all of this did come after Gunther talking about the Intercontinental Championship, and what came right after, it was Chad Gable taking on Ivar. Once again, if we heat Chad up again, he too could go after that belt. So I suppose that we could do some kind of triple threat, but otherwise, again, it was Chad versus Ivar. They have the greatest chemistry ever. It should be taught in science. Ivar was just hurling him around to begin with, including into Barry Barricade. This is when I got annoyed. I was like, why is everyone going after Barry this evening? Have we all forgot he passed away last year? In a panic though, Chad did go after the leg when he also tried to hit the German suplex, but totally failed. When he busted out the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, 
That didn't work either. I think this is down to the fact that Ivar is just too meaty, which is when Gable continued to try and span the German suplex. But my word, the Viking stopped him and he just squished him with a senton. And once again, if this had been on the up and up, you would have stopped the match. I thought Chad Gable was dead. I mean, Chad's ribs would have been so flat and Ivar could have played them like a piano. And I don't know what that means. But of course, when Ivar did go for the moonsault, he totally missed. When Chad finally hit this German suplex... I was like, damn it, that looked great, a feeder's aim. It was even better too, because it was then Gable that hit a moonsault. He was like, ha ha, you couldn't do it, but I could. When he instantly transitioned to the ankle lock, and that was so damn smooth. And honestly, almost instantly, Ivar did tap out. I was like, well, that's the way to do it. Now this move, ironically, looks totally devastating. The Alpha Academy also came out to celebrate with Chad afterwards, like we just talked about. Clearly we're doing something with him. I don't think we did this by accident. So maybe he is the guy to topple Gunther at WrestleMania. We shall wait and see. But either way, he is our flipping good talent, as is Ivar. Up. Drew McIntyre was then back. He wanted to make sure you knew he was a massive asshole. Because one, he is only the second person to pin Cody Rhodes as he came back. And two, yeah, so what? The bloodline helped him, big deal. Because of course there was one moment where he was going to attack them, but then he too remembered about the greater prize, which is winning the Elimination Chamber, finally becoming the world champion. I think those two things have to happen. He's also going to beat the hell out of LA Knight because he's got a match with him on SmackDown. And all I'm going to say is this, tying into the online rumours, surely Drew has signed a new WWE contract because he has such the future ahead of him. And also, his character right now, well, it could be the best in all of WWE. The New Day were then here as well and they're all fired up because they massively hate Imperium. This makes all the sense in the world because as they did talk about, Kaiser and Vinci tried to end Kofi Kingston's career which is why next week on Raw, they are challenging them to a street fight. Xavier Woods had a kendo stick here and he tapped out the New Day theme. I was like, man, these guys have been going for a decade and they're still totally brilliant. Now, I thought we were going to wait till WrestleMania to do this, but clearly that's not the case. Let's just keep things nice and simple. Let's put the New Day in the Hall of Fame. I mean it. It all meant that we were building up to our main event, Jey Uso versus Gunther for the Intercontinental Championship. Once again, you need to find 15 minutes in your day to watch this. My only real bugbear is that Gunther had clearly been watching the previous match because the first thing he did was grab Uso and threw him into Barry Barricade. I stormed off. Uso tried to fight back after this, but Gunther just chopped him to the floor when the ring general gave him such a crazy backbreaker that if he had followed up with another backbreaker, you'd only be allowed to call it a breaker because Jay Uso didn't have a back. He was also going to hurl Uso through Alan the announce table and Jay was like, wait a minute, I am Samoan. So he busted out a Samoan drop instead. When Gunther also started to play around with this because he applied the Boston Crab. As we know, he's from Austria. Call it the Austrian Crab. Jay was able to get out of this though as he just started to hit all the dives when once again he decided to try and have a strike battle with Gunther Surprise, surprise, he got nailed again. It turned out the ring general had learned nothing from his battles with Jay, though, because he hit the D-pad and started to do his pose. And that is when Uso decided, right, screw you. He had leveled up his meter and he was hitting all of these spears, one of which was on the ring apron. It's the hardest part of the ring. He then threw Gunther back into the squared circle and hit another spear. When he climbed to the top rope and he got the splash, and I kid you not, the ref went one, two, and he was going to hit three. <laughs> and I jumped out of my seat like I was the house of pain. Jay Uso was gonna become the Intercontinental Champion, and then he didn't. Because from nowhere the bell was sounding, and I was like, wait a minute, nobody has won or lost this thing, and also there's no brawl. Because don't forget, in the world of wrestling, there are only two occasions where you ring the bell. 
other than JBL's entrance theme, which after a while they started to sound like. It turned out that security were absolutely crap though, because another hooded figure was doing this and he revealed himself to be none other than Jimmy Uso. Why are we letting these people run around? Him and the Jay had to go and deal with him, but actually we had one last tease in the twist here. Because Gunther was so murked, Jay Uso went back to the top and he went to get another splash when Gunther got the knees up and hit the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment and he pinned him. One, two, three. So talk about sadness. Once again, Jimbo was able to get away from these goons because he beat up Jay Uso, which meant Raw ended with him standing in the ring going, <laughs> brother, I win again. So as we have predicted a while back, it is going to be the siblings going at it at WrestleMania. And I just think that will be so damn good. They've probably been dreaming about this forever. I also like the idea that we do get to Friday and Roman is like, I didn't tell you to do that, Jimmy. And he just did it because he is a massive hater. And seriously, the look on his face, he is an excellent dickhead. And sure, I know it's kind of dumb that a referee would stop counting before the three just because he hears a noise. But that is the silly side of wrestling. I don't want to go away. Because these are the things that we do do for absolutely no reason. And look, either way, talk about having a great match and talk about the drama of the thing and building to WrestleMania. This is getting it up. Of course, it means that Gunther is still your Intercontinental Champion, so we do need to decide who's going to face him at WrestleMania 2. And you can do that in the comments. But honestly, this was an absolutely great Raw. And even mad friends giving it a lap. Now, please do click the video on the screen, which will be ups and downs from Smack and Down, so you can hear me talk all about The Rock and his heel turn, which I think is going to be a very fun ride. I mean, that's what they keep telling us too. Like the video, share the video, subscribe to all of that stuff, and have a great week, my friends. I shall see you throughout it. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.